Welcome to the Standardized Patients Podcast. I am your host and owner of a surprising amount of glass drinking straws, Katie Culligan. In this podcast, we dive into the who, what, why, and huh of this quirky industry that no one has ever heard of. So what is a standardized patient, you may ask? Well, a standardized patient is a... Walking, talking set of training wheels for medical students. <laughs> Love it. That is the voice of John Reynolds. You may recognize this voice from a previous episode. Welcome back, John Reynolds. We are so happy to have you. A little bit more about John. He is an actor, an educator, a designer from Washington, D.C. He has taught theater courses for secondary school students to graduate students. He has also taught physical exam skills and clinical reasoning to medical and nursing students for over 10 years. As an administrator slash event manager, he has overseen medical simulations and high stakes exams for over six years, helping with the medical education of over 3,000 students. Whoa, that's a lot of students. Hey, welcome back, John. Thank you. Thanks for having me back again. So for those of you that may remember this voice, he was talking about a typical day in the life of an SP in our previous episode. Today, we're having him back to talk a little bit more of a, a typical day in the life of an examination day as not only a standardized patient, but we mentioned in his bio, kind of overseeing an administrator event manager for some of these high stakes exams and general examinations. So that's what we're going to talk about today. John, Tell us a little bit about what an examination day from your perspective looks like. Sure. So as an event manager, it looks a little bit different than it does for one of the standardized patients that's working that event. So our call time is typically about 30 minutes before the standardized patients get there and 90 minutes before the students first arrive. The reason we arrive so early is we're usually the ones with the keys opening up all the doors and turning on all the computers and booting up the software and making sure that we have all of the supplies, all the gowns and drapes and tongue depressors and who knows what else we need for that exam. And then we are usually the last ones to leave as well. Um, and at the end of the day, we do it all in reverse. We shut down all the computers, we lock up all the doors, we turn the lights off. Yeah, and then usually we are the last ones out of the building. So you're kind of like the stage managers, if you will, of everything and nuts and bolts, all of those really important but small logistics that come into play on a daily basis or maybe even hourly basis, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah, I think stage manager is a very apt comparison. On exam days, um, me and my co-event manager are responsible for helping the students who are taking the exam find their way to the right room. We time them. We give overhead announcements. We keep the schedule of events on track. Mm -hmm. But we also operate the software suite that is recording all of these encounters. We manually operate the cameras to make sure that the students and the patients are in frame and that the full extent of the patient encounter is recorded and captured for reviewing and assessment purposes. We also troubleshoot when computer problems pop up, which 
happens a lot. Um, <laughs> we also are sometimes helping to keep track of the standardized patients and make sure that they are in all the rooms that they're supposed to be in and that essentially the entire exam from beginning to end runs smoothly. So do you feel like most people, even standardized patients that are working those exams, have any idea the amount of work and effort that goes into what you guys are doing on that end of things? Um, probably not, but that is okay. Um, I, I'd much rather the SPs be kind of focused on their role in the event, just like a stage manager wants their actors to focus on their character and not worry about what the stage manager is doing. But we do do a lot. We typically get fewer breaks than... Mm standardized patients get in a, a full exam day. Ideally, at least, we always try to schedule standardized patients so that they have a few encounters that are down where they get a break. And we have those try to space those throughout the day because we don't want SPs to get tired. We want them to be able to give their absolute best performance and their most accurate assessment and grading throughout those exams. But that means that we don't get as many breaks. The bright side of it is that it's a really rewarding job. We also get more, some more contact with the students that mm -hmm. where we're out of character and I'm where I'm not in a gown and pretending to be somebody else. And I enjoy that. And I also, a little bit of a tech geek, and I kind of enjoy that I sit at a workstation with no fewer than four computer monitors and two <laughs> keyboards. And I'm constantly pressing buttons and adjusting things and moving cameras and whatnot. Yeah. How many schools do you do this particular role for? At the moment, I only work as an event admin at one school, although mm -hmm. I have done that job at two other schools in the past. Um, okay. I started working as an event manager so often that I found I had to pick one place. So I, I, I yeah. picked one school to do that at primarily. Understandable. That's cool. You're in demand as an event manager. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good problem to have. So have you found that when you did work at the other two, besides the current one, were they similar in nature or were they very different? Um, they can be very different, really. A lot of the differences might stem from what kind of technology are they using. There are a few different software suites that mm. um, simulation centers use. And so some of those software suites have very different user interfaces and just very different ways they work. And some of them are a little bit more work intensive for the administrator. And some of them are a little bit more hands-off, although all of them do require a lot of attention. In addition, the structure of exams can vary considerably from one school to the next. Mm. So that also has a large effect on what the job is like. Yeah, that makes sense. And I have to say one of my favorite things, because I have worked many events with you as, as this event manager administrator, and one of the my favorite things that you guys do sometimes is you'll put on a song. It'll be a... I think it's first thing in the morning, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, getting everybody ready for the day. And sometimes there's themes to it. In fact, I think a lot of times there are themes to it. Tell us a little bit more about that. I know from being a standardized patient that these exam days are extremely long days for the SPs. And you have to get there very early in the morning. So we try to like do what we can to liven things up a little bit and to <laughs> get everybody geared up for the day. So we will play music in the morning. Sometimes it'll just be some high energy music to kind of get everybody pumped up and going. Sometimes it'll be kind of softer music to everybody still waking up, still having their coffee, still getting a little bit more ready. But there are times 
So we will have exams that run for a whole week uh, or sometimes longer because these exams might have to be uh, administered to the entire class of medical students. So that's several hundred students. So it takes Mm -hmm. several days to get them all through that exam. So we'll have time to choose, select songs that are directly applicable to some of the cases that the SPs are portraying that day. Um, (laughs) So one example that comes to mind without naming the specifics of the case or anything, there's a patient who is taking the care of their child, their child's sick, and they they lost the phone number to the, the daycare or something like that. There's somebody that the, the medical student will often want them to call mm-hmm. um, to get some information. And they'll say, ah, I, I know I have that phone number here somewhere, but I just can't find it. Uh, and so Ricky, Don't Lose That Number uh, <laughs> was a song that I chose for that, for that particular Steely case. Dan, right? Yep. Nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, you're playing a little bit of DJ, mm-hmm. having some fun uh, radio SP work. I, I love that for administration. So what now on the other side of things, because you are a standard patient as well, what would you say is a typical day for an exam day? So like when you come in as an SP for this type of an exam, what would that look like from that side of things? The prep actually begins for me the night before. I will review the case that I'm portraying, or sometimes cases, sometimes I might be portraying multiple uh, cases in a single day. Yeah. And I will try to review those right before bed, because I find that if I do that right before bed, my memory of the details of them is sharper in the morning. Our call time is usually very, very early. And you have to factor in traveling to the sim center. So sometimes that's before the metro even starts. So Mm -hmm. if you are reliant on public transportation, you've got to come up with alternate plans. So I will lay out the clothes I'm going to wear the day before. I will pack my bag with case materials, a spare patient gown, because I have a few at home that I keep for exactly this kind of thing. Snacks, books, things to keep me alert and occupied during the down rounds, because sometimes during these exam days, there are periods where you're not doing anything and you're very sleep deprived and the temptation (laughs) is to fall asleep. So anything you can do to fight the fatigue or fight the boredom is an asset. Yes. And then I will wake up very early. I'll head into the Sim Center. I will check in. There will be a rotation chart that shows which exam rooms you're supposed to be and when. And I will I'll take the copy. I will highlight every encounter that I have that day. I will take a look and see if it's possible for me to go outside at all and get any sunlight. Um, mm-hmm. Because that always, if there's a gap long enough that I can do that, that always makes those days a little easier. Then I will we'll have an orientation where an administrator walks everybody through how the day is going to go and just make sure that we're all on the same page. And then... The SPs who are all portraying the same case will usually gather in little groups and they will do a quick review of a case, which they will all have already been trained on at this point. But it's sort of a last minute, okay, everybody's on the same page, right? Let's go around the circle and just say all the information, all the scripted responses, make sure that we have all of this down perfect. And then the encounters will begin. 
And then we will do those encounters until the exam is over, which sometimes is long after the sun goes down. We'll head home. And if it's a multi-day event, we all might come right back and do it all over again um, (laughs) for however many days we need to until we get through all of the students that need to take that exam. Yeah, thank you. That was a very thorough explanation. And usually these are on weekdays. They they don't typically happen on weekends. I know some events do, but not typically these types of examinations. Would I be correct in that? Yeah. Occasionally we'll have some that will run over a weekday into a weekend. So Mm. it might be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday. Those are relatively rare. Most Mm -hmm. of the time it's during the week. Yeah. And I guess it kind of depends on the school too, Mm -hmm. as well, what what their preferences are and, and student schedules, all of that. So that's a good point. I can speak to that very much, you know, waking up early, making sure everything is packed the night before, making sure that you have food ready to go, even if you plan on grabbing lunch at a cafeteria or local whatever that's nearby, still want to have snacks on hand, things to do of all different types. And I can say, at least from my perspective, this is not true for all SBs, but for some of those long days, I've been known to bring workout equipment in with me. I'll bring in lightweights, tubes, definitely a yoga mat, and I will find a little space in whatever room and just give myself a little workout. I find that that helps keep me alert and also it helps keep me active on those days when I can't necessarily get outside for long or at all. Usually there's a little bit of outdoor, but there are some days where it's rainy, right? Even if you do have time, you're not going to want to be outside due to weather-related things. So finding those moments that you can still enjoy your day and stay alert and active and interested and be ready for the next encounter that you're up for, which which can be hard as the week wears on, <laughs> quite, can quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And fatigue is definitely, it, it's kind of the biggest enemy on mm-hmm. weeks like those where the more fatigue creeps in, the easier it is for you to lose your train of thought or lose your focus in an encounter. The easier it is for you to struggle to remember, like, is it hypertension that's in my medical history or is it diabetes? I forget. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the more that you can do to stay hydrated, keep your blood sugar up, keep yourself entertained and rested, like the, the better those days go. Yeah. And also the faster those days go, I find. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. those can be very long days. And I certainly, I can think of some that seemed like they would never end. Everybody was so tired, but we kind of had to rally and, and, and make it through. Yeah. You, those are the days you just show up. You just got to be there and do your best and, you know, rely on the training that you've had and the the energy that you have left to do it. And even in between encounters, sometimes I'll be in the room, I'll do squats, I'll do some jumping jacks. Again, just this is just a Katie thing, but I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Or, you know, have a little dance break in the middle of the day, along with the beginning of the day, you know, getting ready for everything. I will also say that depending on where these take place, there's a school that we both work at that I've been known to walk to a certain cupcake place and get a cupcake that they have a secret flavor early in the morning. And if you're one of the first people that comes in, you can get one for free. So finding little oh. gems like that, I know, yeah. where you can explore a little bit more of whatever area you're in or whatever school you're in, it can be exciting. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it can be its own little adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a thing sort of like that. There is a little cafe slash convenience store that is in the same building as one of the sim centers that I work at. And I've become kind of casual friends with the guy that is the manager of the cafe and runs it. He only works the register first thing in the morning. 
So if you don't go first thing in the morning, you miss it. And I don't get to say hi and chat with him. And so I will sometimes intentionally forego making myself coffee at home so that I will have a reason to go to the cafe and I'll say hi to him and we'll chat and we'll get caught up. I'll show him pictures of my baby son and I will just talk about what we've been up to. And that's that's one of the highlights of my day and one of the, the ways that I kind of to help stay energized. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I know who you're talking about. He's a very friendly, nice person. So I yeah. totally see why you would you would want to go out of your way to see him. Okay, you've had a lot of experience on both sides of these exam days as an administrator and as a standardized patient over the years. So have you witnessed any funny moments from either side? So, yes. And I have to be careful here because... Sure. On long days and long weeks, as the days go by and everybody gets a little punchier, sometimes pranks are things that happen. Um, (laughs) And there have been a number of pranks over the years. And when you are the person at the microphone who controls the overhead announcements and is sort of the voice of God coming from the sky, there's a a lot of things you can do with that power. (laughs) Um, so occasionally during quiet moments, when there's no students around, it's possible to mute all of the speakers except for one room. And so your voice is only going to one room. So a simple example of a prank would be, um, if you send your voice to just one room and you wait five minutes before an encounter is actually about to start. And you will suddenly and without without warning, give a students, you will have 15 minutes with your patient. Please knock and enter when you are ready. And then you oh. can see on the camera. And we only do this to people who know us and we, who we love and are very close to. But you will see the SP on the camera <laughs> who is reading their book or on their phone or something. Panic and <laughs> suddenly throw on their gown, get, throw their phone in a drawer. Keep run and leap up onto the exam table and be ready. And then we'll <laughs> tell them. That's great. Oh, that's so funny. I bet you've what gotten some heart rates. Way we up there. have. We have. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that is, there have been other pranks that were a little bit more extreme, but uh, <laughs> I think it kind of gives you the general idea of when you're the one with the God mic, oh, there's all kinds of things you can tell people. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, you could do a whole episode of Candid Camera right there, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, there's just so much to, to do. And you, you kind of see it all yep. from that perspective. You're really seeing what's going on. You know, you probably look in one room and somebody's reading their book, right? You look in another room and somebody's doing squats and you look in another yep. room and somebody is not in there because they're, you know, chatting to their people in the, in the room outside or their other SPs and you see it all. That the voice of God is very real. What's funny is there are times where there's this sort of strange synchronicity in all the rooms where none of the SPs realize it, but they're all doing the same thing at the same time. <laughs> where Whoa. It's like all of them are doing stretches and they're different <laughs> kinds of stretches, but everybody's kind of moving their arms and they're just, it's that point of the, like, it's the mid afternoon, mm. everybody's hit a lull, and they're all trying to wake themselves up. And they're all trying to do it at the, sa- the same time and the same way. So funny. And we have no idea. You know, I always laugh about we have a cat. And I always laugh about our cat doesn't know that 
he's living next to another cat and living next to another cat. And there's, you know, all of these animals on the street and our cat just is not aware of it. And we're the same idea. Like we're stretching with no idea that maybe the person in the room next to us is also stretching the same way or, but you guys see it. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask then just about the pranks. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been on the uh, other end of a prank? I have. Okay. Anything you can tell us about? Yes. So here's, (laughs) uh, here's a prank that, uh, went on for a while. And then finally we stopped doing it because it was getting out of hand. The basic prank was, you know how like at football games or at the Super Bowl, like if you win, the thing the players do is they take the big cooler Gatorade and they dump it over the coach's head. So we started doing a similar thing, except with um, tongue depressors, where we will take a, a box filled with tongue depressors and the person who is to have the tongue depressors poured all over will be notified in advance. Oh. And they will be told, you won't know, you won't see it coming. You won't know when it's going to happen. You won't know where it's going to happen, but it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> At some point of the day, said person is ambushed and, and it rains tongue depressors um, <laughs> in a very lighthearted, friendly, and non-injurious sort of way. One day, the person that I was working with pulled a pulled a fast one on me. Mm. They conspired with one of the SPs to make me think that we were going to pour the tongue depressors on the SP. But in fact, it was a double cross, <laughs> and they ambushed me during the day and dumped all the tongue depressors on me. It was a good time. Turnabout, turnabout was fair play. I love that. It's like its own type of sword fight, if you think about it. Yep. Like all the tiny tongue depressor swords. We definitely did have tongue depressor sword fights also. That <laughs> definitely is something that happens. I can totally believe that. And then you just put them back because like they're not yeah. opened, right? You're just yeah, they're, no, they're all inside the sealed packages. They're all like, perfectly clean and perfectly safe. Um, but um, <laughs> sometimes you just have to do the things to, to get yeah. people long days. It's true. You got to have fun. You know, that's part of the community of it all. And it's a good group of people that we often work with. So if you can find those good people to have fun with, then what more could you ask for? It's a great group of people. That actually makes the day so much easier. One of the nice things is that as an event manager, you do what you can to help make the days go more lightly. But the SPs themselves also bring so many cool ideas to Mm. to make those days go better. So at one medical school, we have a group of SPs who have deemed themselves the social committee, Mm -hmm. and they will create all kinds of stuff. So we'll have theme days where everybody's supposed to dress a certain way, Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have costume contests. Uh, Yeah, it's so fun. There was one day where we had the SP fashion show. The SP (laughs) fashion show was your task, and you could work solo or in teams, was to create a new fashion ensemble made entirely out of patient gowns and medical supplies. And people got incredibly creative. And then we had the fashion show. It set up a little makeshift runway in our training and debrief room. And Uh people walked the runway. Everybody voted on the best costumes. It It was amazing. That's so cool. I was not there for that. But boy, I wish I want to see footage. I don't know if footage exists of this. but I'm sure pictures exist. How fun. You're right. The community really makes everything better. And when you get a good group of people... You can really have some fun with it and still do your job and do everything that needs to be done for that day. So awesome. Wow. I think we've gotten a pretty good idea of what goes into a big examination day from both the perspectives that you have 
and do currently work with. So thank you, John, so much for sharing all of that. We love talking to you again. So thank you for coming back on our podcast. I think we got a lot of great information. We just want to say thank you. And also, I know we can find you at www.wehappyfewdc.com. That is your theater company. We can find you on Instagram and Twitter at Actor Reynolds, which we will link to in the show notes for both of those social media platforms. And I know you were talking to us a little bit about your audio plays. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that? Sure. My theater company, We Happy Few, during the pandemic, shifted to producing audio plays that you can listen to from the comfort of your own home. After the pandemic, since we've returned back to live theater, we are performing live now, but we had so much fun creating the audio plays that we decided to keep doing it. So we have a detective series of audio plays. We have produced two episodes of Sherlock Holmes and Two episodes of Love Day Brooke, who was a 1880s female detective written by Catherine Louisa Perkis at the same time that Conan Doyle was, was writing Sherlock Holmes. And in addition to downloading and listening to the audio plays, when you purchase one, you are sent a package in the mail containing clues and world building materials that help you explore the world of Sherlock Holmes and Love Day Brooke. And you can follow along with your favorite detective and see if you can match wits with them and see if you can even solve the mystery before they do Ooh. in our hour-long audio mystery play. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, very interactive. And for those of you that heard Kiernan McGowan's episode, he was talking about those as well. That was during our season one. So check those out. I'm really glad you guys are continuing them. Where can we find those to, to get a hold of them? You can find them on our website, wehappyfewdc.com. Cool. I look forward to checking those out. Thank you so much. All right. Well, John, we appreciate you. We are so glad you're here today. And thank you so much for returning and talking us through all this today. Of course. Thanks for having me back. And for everyone else, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Standardized Patients Podcast. Thanks to Randy Sharp for the use of our theme song, Mr. Garita. And you can find their music at Artlist. Thank you to Catherine Babalak for behind-the-scenes work, audio post-production, and cover art. That's our show. See you next time as we encounter more standards of standardized patient work. <laughs>